to uh, Lieutenant General Solomon Mahale, who speaks for the police, national spokesperson for the police. And uh, Lieutenant General, really, we hear of luxury vehicles and a helicopter waiting for Radovan Kretscher. Enough, really, to pencil a Spielberg or Spike Lee movie that features uh, Wesley Snipe or, you know, really. But it, the reality is that this is undermining safety and security at our correctional services. Good afternoon. Indeed, yes, you uh, you can one you can write a movie about it. But what this signals is that um, our crime intelligence is uh, really working and delivering results because this is not the first attempt that Greta uh, has made to um, escape from prison. And every time we're on top of the situation and manage to stop him from um, escaping. Mm. And why is he allowed to uh, to make these attempts? I mean, you see, for instance, a firearm smuggled in there, uh, you know, a, a police uh, uniform, not sorry, a, a warder's uniform in there, a cell phone. It's not the first time that he's found with a cell phone in the prison cell. What is going on there? Who is assisting him? Well, <clears throat> that forms part of our investigation as to who exactly is assisting him. But we know for a fact that there are people within the correctional services environment that are um, are assisting him. He is also getting external help. We have been for a very long time looking for two of the four cell phones that we uh, discovered on Saturday because we knew that he was communicating with people outside prison. Um, Despite all the raids that we've done and the cell phones that we uh, discovered, we could never find the two that he was using. So we have those two, and um, it is really helping us with our investigation because out of there we're going to get a lot of data that the team is already analyzing. We've got a diary that, um, in a way, good for us, in fact. He, Kreta writes everything down. Whatever he intends to do, he writes it down. And we've got that diary, and it's now forming part of the evidence that we're going to bring before the court. And it's giving us a lot of other information where we, you know, there were some puzzles before us as to how some of these things could have happened and why they happened. Mm-hmm. Now we have that information before us. It's quite clear that uh, Kreta is going to be behind bars for a very, very, very long time. And uh, he writes down everything, perhaps uh, at this stage, do you know where he was going to escape to? And the helicopter obviously hired uh, from a private uh, charter, charter company, I would want to believe. Surely that information you have now. Well, we've got information as to um, the, you know, how they've gotten those luxury vehicles and the helicopter that had been Arranged. But the way that the creature does things is not necessarily straightforward where you can say here is a transaction that links him to um, this particular organization. There are still people out there in the public and private sector who are helping him because he's got plenty of money to dish out. So <clears throat> we, we were following up this uh, information, but when we heard that there was a firearm involved, we decided to terminate the project and um, go and and, uh, uh, work with uh, correctional services to search for this firearm in in the cell because we were concerned 
that people might be killed. Unfortunately, we never got to the bottom of everything else that we wanted to find out because there was an urgency to uh, find the firearm. Mm. And uh, when was he planning to to escape? According to the information at our disposal, as, uh, he was supposed to have left the country yesterday. Um, you know, we don't want to say much at this stage because uh, we're still busy with our investigation. Sure, sure. Um, and we remain hopeful that uh, we will be able to uncover who is helping him with uh, his escape plan. Paul O'Sullivan, you will know him. He is a, he's a private investigator. He was involved, uh, you know, he's been involved for, for the longest time in, in some of the delicate crimes here in South Africa and uncovering those. He's claiming that he alerted the police that Krisha uh, is planning to escape, but nothing was done. I'm reading a tweet here, and you've, you've responded to some to some of his, and I'll be reading these uh, throughout yes. the show today. But why was uh, why didn't the police act uh, receiving this information from, I would say, an understandably credible source? Well, well, I would be very careful with those kind of words. Okay, sure. Policy, and I know him very well. Mm. Uh, let me just say that, with regard to the crash investigations, remember that the, the current National Commissioner, Riyadh, has set up a team, um, a new team completely to do the investigations because he was very concerned that for years we've been hearing stories that this man called Rodder Van Crash is committing crimes, but no one was arresting him. Uh, where he's been arrested, is out on bail, and investigations went progressing. So she put up together a new team that worked extremely hard to make sure that we we are where we are today with a successful conviction. And this team never worked with Paulo Sullivan. Um, the, the first time they met him was when they went to his house uh, to save his life, in fact, because the creature wanted to have him killed. Now, with regard to his claim that he gave us information, it's it's not true at all. We've been aware of the many attempts that Kretcher uh, had made to try and escape from prison. And uh, this wasn't the first time, and we got in that information, including the time when he brought people here from the Czech Republic to try and kill investigators. We were on top of that uh, sure. uh, attempt. But the issue is we work with members of the public who are prepared to assist us, which we appreciate. But what we have a problem with is when people make claims that they have assisted the police whilst they haven't. There's nothing wrong with assisting the police. Uh, like he's doing with a, a particular witness that we went to see in Europe. That's the only instance that ah. uh, two weeks ago where he got involved because this particular uh, witness had been uh, working with him. But even there, we had to rescue that situation because of the way Paulo Sullivan works. Okay. He got this information, it was all over the media, now we had to, to start all over again. Dr. Mintin, afternoon to you. Good afternoon. Look, we're going to talk broadly uh, with yourself insofar as the issue of uh, safety and security is concerned at, at our uh, correctional uh, services facilities. But just listening to this reading, watching it on TV, what do you make of it? 
Well, I think the the first thing that we have to acknowledge is that the the police appear to have been on top of it and and had the cooperation of uh, correctional services and were thus uh, able to foil what sounds to be a very sophisticated escape plan. Just to zoom in on this and stay on this particular story, but wouldn't they ordinarily, because they they know how creature operates, at least they say, it's common knowledge now, and, and leave it until he attempts to do it. And he could have been lucky, uh, but not really put surveillance on him and, and knowing him how he behaves. Yeah, I mean, I don't have insight into the, the intricacies of, of this particular case and, and what was investigated and what was not investigated. Uh, but in, in the case of, of correctional services, one can ask the question, how was he able to accumulate uh, a number of prohibited items, presumably over a period of time, and keep it in his cell uh, without this being detected? Um, but yeah, one will have to, to hear from that particular head of centre what, how regularly the cell was searched, um, who searched it, and, and why they didn't discover these items earlier. You know, your organisation, Civil Society Prison Reform Initiative. I'm sure you interact and engage with uh, uh, with both uh, the, the the officials and uh, and uh, ex prisoners and and so on and so on. What do you find? How how easy or difficult is it for them to smuggle uh, items that are prohibited into their cells? I think there's uh, my, my overall impression is that yes, some items are smuggled in by prisoners, whether they are transferred between prisons or whether they uh, come back from court, and, and sometimes uh, prohibited items are also brought by family members or friends who visit them in prison. So, so that is possible. But in, in some instances, the scale of contraband in the prisons uh, makes us think that uh, maybe there is significant assistance from DCS officials. Uh, I recall an incident about a year or two ago where search was conducted at a particular prison in uh, KwaZulu-Natal and more than a thousand cell phones were found. So <laughs> it's, 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 it's hard to believe that a thousand cell phones can get into a prison without officials detecting it. Um, so there is good reason to believe that the integrity of at least some DCS officials are questionable, and, and in some cases it almost looks like there is an institutional habit at some prisons of engaging in smuggling contraband. Mm. And uh, do you think, uh, you know, government is on top of the situation? I think some prisons are better run than other prisons. Um, one must always remember there's nearly 240 prisons in South Africa and there are very significant differences between them on, on almost every aspect of operations, uh, and that includes security. So, yes, in some prisons, I think the department is on top, but if you get to a prison where more than a 1,000 cell phones are found in one section hmm. of the prison, then clearly at that prison the head of center is not in, on top of things.